Welcome to the Faith to Change Your World broadcast with Brother Chidi Aiko. John 5 from verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, of withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been there now a long time, in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but I am coming, but while I am coming, another stepped down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked on the same day and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. There is such a thing as the faith that moves time. Faith that moves time. The world we live in, this world, is a three-dimensional world which is characterized by space, time, and matter. Please listen attentively. This three-dimensional world, this three-dimensional world is characterized by space, by time, and by matter. And it is true that God created time because God created everything. He created time. However, He is not governed by time. God created time, but He stepped out of time because He is God over time. And as believers, we can imitate our Father and operate from the fourth dimension. And the only way we can operate from the fourth dimension is by stepping out of the three-dimensional world. We achieve this how? By building dynamic faith and true communion with God. And this is the only way we can overcome spiritual obstacles and surpass physical barriers. And if we go back to our theme scripture, John 5, we will see that the important man had been suffering for how many years? 30 and 8 years. And that means for 38 years. How can a man be suffering for 38 years and there has been no healing whatsoever in any regard? No healing. And he was suffering for 38 years. Time was defeating him. Years was wasting. But then his story changed when he met Jesus. Let's look at the same John 5. Let's read from verse 5. You understand. So, from verse 5, the Bible says that a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. He had an infirmity for 30 and 8 years. And the important man, when he saw Jesus, 
What did Jesus tell him? When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, Jesus said, Will thou be made whole? And the important man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another stepped down into it before me. And Jesus said, Rise up, take up your bed and walk. Like, you don't need all these stories any longer. Just take up your bed and walk. And the man rose and took up his bed and he walked. And the Bible said, And immediately the man was made whole and he took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. And then the Sabbath was a significant day during the time of Jesus. It was not a day. It was not a right day for any kind of activity. It was not the right time for such demonstrations. But when faith is involved, protocols are broken. When you are in faith, you don't follow protocols and you are radical when you are in faith. And this is why the Bible says in Matthew 11, 12, that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and only the violent take it by force. Which force? The force of words, the force of persistence, the force of faith. And now, the uniqueness of the force of faith is that it answers now. Faith is always now. Faith is not tomorrow. Faith is not yesterday. Faith is. Faith is not will be. No. Faith is. Faith will not be. Faith is. <coughs> In Hebrews 11.1, 1, the Bible says that now faith is it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen but now faith is so it means that faith is a present tense force in Mark 7 the Bible tells us of a Greek woman and her faith come with me to the book of Mark chapter 7 I read from verse 24, Mark 7, 24. Mark chapter 7, verse 24. The Bible says, And from thence he arose, Jesus arose, and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and entered into an house, and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him, and came, and fell at his feet, the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But when Jesus saw, but Jesus said unto her when he saw her, "Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto dogs." And the woman answered and said unto him, "Yes, Lord, but yet the dogs." Under the table, eat of the children's crumb. Wow. And he said unto her, when Jesus heard her, Jesus said unto her, For this sin, go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. And the Bible says in verse 30 that when she was come to her house, she found that the devil had gone out of her daughter. 
and the daughter was laid upon the bed. She laid upon the bed. Now, what is this? Why did the Bible have to tell us specifically that she was a Syrophoenician by nation? It, she was a Syrophoenician by nation. The Bible says that a certain woman in verse 25, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, head of Jesus, and came and fell at his feet. And in verse 26, the Bible said the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. Why did the Bible have to align that? Why did the Bible have to mention that she was a Greek and that she was a Syrophoenician by nation? Because it was not yet her time. It was not yet time for the Greeks to benefit from what Jesus came to offer. How do I know? The Bible says in Romans 1.16 that it is to the Jews first, then to the Greeks. To the Jews first. Romans 1.16 I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jews first and then to the Greeks. To the Jews first. But you know, when we stay and there's a force or the power that aligns basically to the Jews Aligns basically to the Jews. It has to be to the Jews first. But when this woman heard that Jesus was around and it was not yet her time, she was a Greek. It was not yet time for her or her family members or any Greek or any Gentile to partake in what Jesus came to offer. But she got the healing she deserved because she stepped out in faith. Our faith overruled time. Time would have limited her. If she was waiting on time, her daughter would have died. But she stepped out in faith and her faith overruled time. So what is the illness that you are going through? Or what is that problem that has continued, continued to persist and has affected you over and over and over again? Have the doctors told you that you need five years or more to get pregnant or to get better, you need to stay up your faith and develop the faith that can move time. You need to believe God for quick healing, quicker than humans and computers are predicted. And this is the higher life. Somebody once told me when my wife had a pregnancy and something's happened and they said, okay, it's going to take this amount of time for her to recover. And I'm like, well, you have said yours, but this is what I said. And this is what I believe. My wife will recover in just two weeks. And in two weeks, everything changed. The supernatural power of God will come upon her and she would recover quicker than expected. The Bible says that the Hebrew women, they went and they gave birth and when they finished giving birth, they come out. And nobody experiences anything. My father fell sick and he was almost dying. And the sickness was unto death. But I kept speaking words and like, you are not dying now. You are not dying now. And the thing that we should have, should have taken months, length of months, because he had to undergo some kind of surgeries and the rest of them. But what should have undertook months to recover? He recovered in weeks. 
Why? Because with faith, you can shrink time. And this is the higher life. That you don't have to believe what people told you more than you believe in the power of God. So the Syrophoenician, it was not, it was not yet her time. But God gave her what she wanted because she stepped out in faith. Esther was not supposed to go before the king without being invited. But she stepped out in faith, appeared before the king, and she got the result she wanted. She was supposed to wait until she is called. Wait until the king beckons on you. And if she had waited, the children of Israel would have been killed by Haman. But instead of waiting, what did she do? She stepped out in faith and said, if I die, I die. If I perish, up, and that's the kind of attitude you need to have to develop, watch this, strong faith. That if I die, I die. That if, if, I, if, I, if I end up becoming unfulfilled, no problem. But I must step out in faith. You cannot claim to have faith and be passive. So Esther was an ideal example of somebody who should have waited for the king to call her. But no! She stepped out in faith and overruled time. In 2 Kings 20, we know of the story of Ezekiah, King Ezekiah, who was told by the prophet Isaiah that he was going to die. And this is what the, the prophet Isaiah told him. Boy, go and set your house in order, for you will die and not live. But Ezekiah, in just, immediately, in just few minutes after the prophet left, he was like, no, 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 no. Ezekiah was just like me. He wouldn't take no for an answer. And what did he do? He began to seek the face of God. And he was like, God, no, no, no. Remember my works. Remember my perfectness before you. Remember what I have done. Remember. And he began to pray and say, God, I'm not going to die. He stepped out in faith. He engaged God with his faith. And what happened? Even before Isaiah left the premises, left the palace, the, the environment of the palace, God said, Isaiah, please go back. I have added more years to his, to his life. So God added more years to the life of King Hezekiah and strengthened his kingdom because he chose to stay with the faith that overrules time. Faith that overrules time. The faith that moves time. You don't have to wait a million years to achieve something. David prayed a significant prayer and said, Lord, satisfy me early. And that prayer is not any kind of prayer. It's a prayer that you need to engage in your life. To say, God, I believe strongly for this thing. I want you, Lord Jesus, to give me the grace and the boldness to step out in pursuit of what you have given to me. What you have committed. If it is in the world, then it is yes and amen for you. The positive things in the world. The promises of God, the Bible says, that are yes and are amen. In John 11, Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, was dead for how many days? Four days. We all know the story. Now, 
four days by now his body was supposed to be stinking it was supposed to be smelling his skin should have been rotting or something humanly speaking it was not possible for such a person to be brought back to life and for his skin to be in order it was never possible for him to come back to life and for his skin to be in order but what happened the faith of jesus overruled the limitations of time and Lazarus who was dead for four days came out and he said lose him and let him go and when they removed the bombs on his body his skin was still intact dead for four days and rose back to life that was the power of the faith that moves time that overrules time and the limitations of time see you can be in debt and you are supposed to pay off something in 30 months. No. With faith, you can shrink it to 30 weeks. With faith, depending on your level, you can shrink it to 30 days. With faith, depending on your level, you can even shrink it to 30 minutes or 30 seconds. But it is according to your faith. According to your faith. You don't have to wait a thousand years to get something done or achieve your goal. You must activate the faith for the now. Say faith for now. You must activate that faith for now. Many years ago, I had this conversation with two groups of people. Now, the first group of people said, "Ah, see, to achieve this result, it will take us 20 years to achieve this result. And we will continue to work for that 20 years. We will keep giving our best. And then I will know that this thing, at least 20 years, it will take us at least 20 years to get this result. And then this second group, I observed them. And their own conviction was five years. It should take us five years to achieve this result. The same result that the people wanted to use 20 years for. It's the same result this other group is saying I will use five years to achieve. Now, it is the same God. Now, it is the same result that they are, they are both pursuing. But now, the difference is in the faith and the confession. The difference is in their faith and confession. Why the first group is saying 20 years, it should take us 20 years to achieve this, to reach this. This other group is saying it should take us 5 years to reach this level. And then by 20 years, we should have been controlling the world. Why does other one be like in, in 20 years that we should be known around our area? No! So I watched the two groups, and the second group had gotten an even mightier result in five years. Their growth was so explosive because they worked with the faith that overruled the limitations of time. Who told you you have to wait for 20 years to get this thing done? Even if human beings had waited for 20 years to get it done, there's no limitation with time. What people did and achieved for 20, within 20 years, you can achieve in two months. Depends on your faith. Depends on your faith. You can achieve it in two months. How powerful would you stand on God's word that people waited for 20 years to get that result does not mean that we should wait for 20 years to get the same result. 
the, 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 the glory of the latter half shall be greater than that of the former. And we are the latter day saints. We are the people who are the end time generals. The kingdom practitioners that are supposed to move these people and the earth. Change it to the glory of the kingdom of God. Now, some people have this mantra. God's time is the best. And because of this mantra, what do they do? They take a passive attitude and they feel like, I will just wait the day, my brother. I will not kill myself. Forget. God's time is the best. Now, I am not saying you act too forward before God. But because people have taken a passive attitude to say, ah, God's time is the best. Now, I have seen many of them that died without being fulfilled in life. They died without reaching God's goal or reaching God's purpose for their life. Now, something you must remember is that God's plan and God's time for you will always align with the faith of God that he has given to you. His time for you will always align with with the faith that you have. And if you step out in faith, he will back you up with results. A person of faith must be a person that understands God's perfect timing for his life. For me, for instance, I understand that this is where God wants me to go. This is when he wants me to go. This is how he wants me to do what he wants me to do. It is true that I am called. But God specifically told me that this is where your own call will manifest. This is the time when it begins to show. And this is the time when it begins to... So now, when you understand God's timing for your life, it is then critical to keep you full of hope and pressing on in faith. It is then important to keep you full of hope and you keep pressing in faith. Because you understand God's plan for your life. It is very important that we don't stay defeated to time. And then by the time you are waking up, life has gone. Then there is really nothing you can do. But you must stay in faith. And if you stay in faith, understanding God's timing, you would never miss a step of God in your life. Never. People have waited for God's time, God's time. When God's time came, they were still waiting for God's time. God's time is here, but they are still waiting for God's time. Ah, she we are waiting for God's time. This is God's time. Now, no, God's time is, we are waiting for God's time. It's still the best. And then you are waiting for God's time. God's time came. You are still waiting for God's time. And then you miss out on God's time. And then you are still waiting. Then you spend your years in unfulfillment, in foolishness, because you never were sensitive. You never were activated in your faith. Knowing that this is when God wants me to take the move and I make the step. And let me tell you something. Every time God wants you to take a step, situations might not be funny. But it is to the one who will dare to move. And the Bible says that they who know their God shall be strong and shall do great exploits. If you know, know, the knowledge there is the key thing. Know your God. If you know your God, if you know your God, the book of Daniel says, they who know their God, they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. Know 
know, if you know your God, how much do you know God? How much do you know the God that you said? How much do you know the God that has manifested for you and has helped you in different areas of life? If you know your God, you will be strong and you will do great exploits. So, it is very important that we begin to realize these things, that there is a faith that can overrule time. Now, in Mark 11, Mark chapter 11, I read from verse 1. And when they came now to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent out, he sent, he sent out for two of his disciples and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye entered into it, ye shall find a court tied, whereon ne- never sat any man, lose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you need this? Uh, why do you bring this? Or why are you losing this? Say to the person, The Lord hath need of him, and straight away he will let him, he will send him hither. Verse 11. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem. Mark chapter 11, verse 11. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about him, round about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing. And this is what the Bible said. He found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Now, why did Jesus come? He came with the notion with the understanding that my faith overrules time. Anytime that I need something, it must deliver. Whether it is in the season or it is in this time or not in this time, if I need it, it must deliver because Jesus operated with the now mentality. Now mentality. My faith is now. My demands must align with what I want now. And so, he came to the fig tree and this is a 30-something-year-old man so he understands times and seasons that this was not the time of fig, but he was running to the fig tree to see if he can get something, even though it was not the time of the fig. Why did he do that? Because he was going with the notion, with the understanding that I have the faith that will move time. If I need the time to move, it must move. He knows that he had the faith that is not limited by time. And when he got there, the Bible said, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. Jesus answered and said unto it, that's the tree, meaning that the tree must have said something to Jesus, because you cannot answer something that was not if you, if you are not spoken to. And so he answered and said unto the tree, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter. Why did he say that? Or why did he answer? The fruit perhaps might have said, Lord, it's not my time. I don't know why you are rushing. It's not time for me, for you to come and eat for me. Don't you know time? 
The tree might have mocked him perhaps. But he was like, no. Because of this, no man will eat fruit from you hereafter. And his disciples heard it. I like the fact that the Bible noted and his disciples underlined it. And his disciples heard it. The Bible did not say that his disciples overheard it. His disciples heard it. Meaning that he did not just whisper. Or he did not just say it small, small. No man eats fruit of you hereafter. You know, like some of us we do because we are ashamed so that people don't say that we are, we are mad. Are you speaking to a tree? Are you guys okay? But his disciples heard it. Meaning that he has shouted it. He spoke loudly. No man will eat fruit of you hereafter. And verse 15 said, And they come from Jerusalem, and they come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out the, um, them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the table of money changers and the seats of them that sold those and would not suffer that any man would carry any vessel through the temple. And thought, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayers? But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him, because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. And when even was come, he went out into the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the same fig tree that Jesus was going to eat from yesterday. They saw it, but now it was dried up from the roots in 24 hours. The words of Jesus choked a tree. And you need to see how big a fig tree is. It's a very big tree. But the words of Jesus choked the tree in 24 hours. Now, that is another mystery of the faith that would overrule time. Normally, it should take more, more time for that tree. Do you know how big a fig tree is? It should take more time for a tree to gradually die. die. It should take perhaps months before it eventually die. But the Bible says that it dried up from the roots in 24 hours. Because Jesus released the words with faith. And he choked the systems of time. You don't have to wait to dry up in, in two months. No, you dry up now. Because faith is now. And the Bible says, And Peter calling to remember and said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou causest is withered away. And Jesus answering and said unto him, Peter, have faith in God. He answered and said unto Peter and the rest of them, Hey, boys, please come together. Have faith in God. And the next thing is what is very important. He said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he has said shall come to pass. Guess what? He shall have whatsoever he said. Not if it is the season, no. No. Not if it is the time, oh no, it shall have whatsoever I said. Would you speak it out in faith? Would you really believe and step out? You will have whatever you say. You will have whatever you believe. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, verse 24, when ye pray, believe that ye have received it and ye shall have them. So, Jesus demonstrated even that you don't need to wait on the systems of time to be able to get a result. The man in John 5 had waited in the pool for many years. The Bible said he had suffered an infirmity for 38 years. 
And he was still waiting, waiting. And people must have told him, ah, don't worry, my brother, God's time is the best. And they will go, oh, my brother, sorry, God's time is the best. And they will go. But when Jesus came, he came with the faith that is now. And they were like, boy, you want to be healed? And the man was still talking about God's time is the best. God, no, you want to be healed? Rise up, take up your bed and walk. Forget those notions of God's time is the best. And then the devil uses that ideology to put people into a passive state. And then they wait. And then when God's time, and when the Spirit of God is prompting them, this is the time to take this action. Wait. Just wait. God's time is the best. And then you miss out on God's time. Because you are still waiting for God's time. God's time is here. And God is telling you, this is the time to take the move. But you are even like, God's time is the best. And you are waiting. You are waiting. But this life has only one chance. You have only one life. You should do everything you can to live out your life to the fullest. Fulfilling God's purpose for your life. And this is the difference. And the Bible says that if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes it. Mark 9.23 If you can believe. You need to believe. Time was created. But time governs the three-dimensional world. But if you step out and go into the fourth dimension, you can control time from the fourth dimensional realm. And the spirit world would always overrule and supersede this physical world that is dominated by space, time, and matter. And since I realized that, I began to operate from the fourth dimension to control my three-dimensional world. And that's the only way you can choose when the time is right. You can choose according to the systems of God when it is the perfect time for you to do this. Because you understand that God God will tell you this is the time by December you should have this. So make sure you are working so you know that by December everything that I'm doing when I got into this year the Lord spoke to me expressly this year. The first day of the year I have a way of speaking to God every first Every first day of the year since 2019 that I had began to work with God in intensity. Now, God spoke to me on the first day of the year and said, Son, this is the way the year will go. And it is in this year that this must happen, this must happen, this must happen, this must happen. This year. And when the Lord told me that, I was like, whoa, all these things I've been waiting for many years ago. And the Lord said, yes, son, all those things of many years ago. This year is when it will happen. And he told me this is the year of this, this and this for you. He says it's a year of gold. Is a year of what? Of power and of the graces of life. I've never heard a word like graces of life before. Then I began to study and be like, God, oh, so this is the year. And then everything began to align according to what God has said. And because I know what God has said about the year, I began to walk in accordance with what I should be doing. It'd be like the sons of Issachar. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar understood what Israel ought to be doing because they understood God's perfect timing. And they were understanding and they are doing it. So Israel was never passive. So you cannot claim to be waiting on God's time and you are passive. And that's what the devil has used to choke many Christians and throw them into the dams of, 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 of and throw them into the dams of stagnations and, and limitations in life. It gives them there. And then they say, God's time is the best. God's time is the best. And then they, they wait. They wait. Missing out on the real time when God wants them to do something. 
And God is telling them, this is the time to make the move. But you are not moving. Now, there is this faith that you need. And that is the faith that moves time. You must begin to walk and experience God in this dimension. That you can walk and believe God for the kind of faith that will move time. When people, talk, when, when people tell you this thing normally takes two years. No, I will, because of faith that I have, I would achieve this in one month. And I began to defile protocols like that. And they say, eh, you want to apply for this thing? Normally, it will take one year to do it. I'll be like, okay, thank you. Thank you so much for telling me. Good. So, it's even helping me. Okay, yeah, you say it's going to take one year. And I come back and I build my faith. God, this thing that will take one year, I will do it in two weeks. And then when I began to begin to engage God, boom, and I get it done in two weeks. What people have done in one year, I get it done in two weeks. And then people have said that it will take 20 years, it will take 25 years before God will make the ministry. That if God called you to take up to 25, 25 years before God will make the ministry big. And people know. And I'm like, no. No. In my time and dispensation, when I begin full-time ministry, it will take only two years. And the world will hear of me. Only two years. And that's the faith that we in my dispensation overrule time. Only two years the world will hear of me. And the world will hear of the gospel that I am called to preach. In two years. So I don't have to wait. It is good for you. If you have to wait for 20 years to achieve that, fine. But the kind of faith that I have and the kind of work that I want to work with God it is such that in two years, I will get the result. Because God has specifically told me that so much must be accomplished. And if so much must be accomplished, I have to start as quickly as, quickly as possible. There are stories. Stories. And this is the key that you know. that this is what God wants you to do. And you begin to move on it. And that's how we begin to walk in the realities of what God has called us to do and achieve what he wants us to achieve. There is such a thing as faith that moves time. If you claim to have faith and you are saying, I know I, I will be healed, I will be healed, I will have a child, I will, I will. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, you are deceiving yourself. That's not faith. That's hope. And the difference between faith and hope is that hope will make you smile. Your ship is sinking, but hope will keep you smiling. <laughs> but your ship is sinking and eventually you die. You are hoping. <laughs> but if you are in faith, faith will keep the ship afloat. It will never sink. Because faith is active. Faith is now. Declare with yourself and say, my faith is active. My my faith is alive. I walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you are blessed. We upload new messages every week to keep you inspired and strengthened in faith. Call us today on 0909-632-5899. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our channel. God bless you.